All right, welcome back to the Kadash podcast. This is your host, Joshua, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about the um, crucifixion of the flesh. And um, we're going to start in a few verses that'll lead us to some other ones. But um, before we jump in, uh, let's pray on this one and then we'll get right into it. Awesome, God. Thank you. Thank you for your word. Um, thank you that it is daily bread for us. Thank you that it is consumable and it is life to our spirit and inner man. Speak to us today, Lord. Help us hear you clearly. Open the eyes of our minds, our hearts, and our spirits that we may see what it is that you want to speak. Um, thank you, Lord, for your word. I say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're going to jump in. And, and the first, we're going to go through these few verses that are going to lead us to a question. And um, like I said, um, the, the, the topic of this season is, is transformation. And um, I believe this is a key that I've I've talked about this before in, in probably a couple of podcasts, but um, it's so crucial that we understand this because this is the part that's missing that's not spoken on much when it comes to um, you know churches and stuff, um, and it's the the crucifixion of the flesh, uh, your will and your desires and all that stuff. So um, that's a big part of it, man, because um, we can't um, live in the world and 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 try to pursue God at the same time. It's 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 a mm, it's an area of compromise. Easy to to compromise. It's a, um, an area where you can waver, um, and it's it's so easy to get distracted. So um, let's, let's jump in. We're in John uh, 3, 27 through 30 is what I'm going to read. And uh, we're going to kind of stop here and there, but I'm gonna, that's where I'm going to be reading from if you want to you know, pay attention um, to what I'm reading because I'm going to also interject and, and, and speak what I want to speak. So if you want to read along, you'll see when I'm talking and when I'm reading. But um, so this is taking place... Um, uh, when John is 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 out there and he's baptizing, right? John the Baptist and uh, this these people are having a feud and you know talking about um, Jesus um, baptizing and um, they're just questioning John about it. I feel like and uh, what he says to them has so much wisdom. We could probably pull so much from this. Um, through the Spirit, I'm going to try and uh, speak on as much as I can, but this is revelational. Revelational. This is this is well. I guess you could say that. It's it it reveals a lot, and um, you know, I really suggest that you just pray. You know, Holy Spirit, tell me what this means, and uh, you know, see what you get out of it. But we're going to start there. John three twenty seven. It says, "To this, John replied." A person can receive only what is given them from heaven. Okay, um, let's stop there. 
one thing that uh, I just told a friend recently is, is, is you can't give something that you don't have. And um, I feel that strongly because it's hard for people to talk about something that they haven't experienced themselves or been given to them by God, right? Um, because they don't know, right? There's no knowledge in it. There's no experience. Um, therefore, um, it doesn't flow from their heart, right? So let's think about that for a second, okay? It says a person can only receive what is given them from heaven, okay? Um, and to me, not only that means for that person, but a, a person outside, like you can only receive, right, what is given to me from heaven. This is in me speaking to you. This is not saying that you can't receive your own thing because people will take, you know, things and twist things and, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I can only give that which was I received that in turn you can receive, right? Hopefully that makes sense. It says, you yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but am sent ahead of him. Okay, so he told them that he was not the Messiah. Okay, but he was coming before, right? He's saying that there's one that he says, one there's one that's going to come after that's greater than me, right? And he's going to baptize in the spirit, right? So let's keep going. Um, this is beautiful coming up. It says, the bride belongs to the bridegroom. Okay, that's us. Okay, let's listen to this. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. Okay, so... Those that know the bridegroom know his voice, right? They're attentive, they're patient, they're listening, they're, they're waiting, right? right? It says they wait and listen for him. And, and because they know his voice, they know that he brings joy, therefore their fullness of joy is in that. Why? They're the bride. The bride of Christ, right? It says the bride belongs to the bridegroom. It says the friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. Okay? So the understanding of desire is what I would say here. Because even that leads to him saying he must become greater and I must become less. That the focus is not about me. This is not about me. This is about him. Right? If, if, if his joy is now complete when the bridegroom arrives, there was prior to a lack. Right? Let's think about that for a second. Okay? If his joy is now complete when he hears the bridegroom's voice, what was it before? We always got to think about the opposite in these things. Always try and remember and, and, and think about those things, okay? Then it says, he must become greater, I must become less, okay? Focus on him. Focus is not about me, right? And that, that's what I feel like he's pointing to these people because they're asking, you know, uh, before that, they, they said, uh, the one you testified about, look, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him, okay? And then John is basically saying, hey, hey guys, 
this is the person that I've been waiting for. This is the person, this is, this is, and, and he makes it intimate. And he brings this revelation of bride, bridegroom. Right? And then the fact that he has to become greater and I become less. That, hey, take my, take your eyes off of me and put them on him. Look at that. Dwell in that for a second. Rest in these few verses. Rest in these few verses. Go uh, prior to, read this whole uh, chapter 22 through 36. Okay? Focuses on him. Focuses not on myself. So how do we break that down into a practical way? If he must become greater and I must become less. Okay? Let's look at this. Right, the verse that I want to go to now, and I'm reading this uh, out of the New Living Translation because I liked the way um, that this one sounded. I've never, I've never read read it this way. Normally, I read it as in deny yourselves, but we know this verse, right? It says, "If any one of you wants to be my follower, follower, this is Jesus talking. You must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me." I love this translation because it doesn't it doesn't say deny yourselves. That's a good one, and and it's, it's it's convicts, it's good. I agree with it. But I feel like this brings up more understanding when it says you have to give up your own way. Your own way needs to be given up. You need to die to that, your desires. Your, and this is even in the mundane, even in the small things. I'm telling you, even in the small t- things, give up your own way. Take up your cross daily. And follow me. What did he do? Who was he? What, what relationship did he have with the Father? What was he always doing? You know, think about who Jesus is as a person and what it is that he did and accomplished. And not only that, he took his flesh to the cross. Okay? For us to follow him, we have to follow and do the whole, the whole thing. We have to, to, to crucify the flesh, right? Right? That's what um, we're going to read in Galatians here in a second about what Paul talks about, about the crucifixion of the flesh. These are things that have to happen for us to experience transformation. You have to die, right? We, we, when we, you know, um, like it says when we take communion in, I think it's in Corinthians somewhere where it says that, um, you know, when we take this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death, right? Therefore, we're proclaiming our death because we're following him, right? Picking up a cross daily. Okay. That that's and that's the death to what? Your own way. This is how he becomes greater in you and you become less. Because your focus is off yourself, right? And you know that your joy is in him. That's the bridegroom. Therefore, that's where it's found. That's where joy is found. If you're experiencing as a believer um anxiety and fear and depression, crucify yourself. Crucify yourself because that's where you'll find joy. Worship him. Pray. Read your word. And I don't want to make this religious, man. This is, we do this out of our wholehearted love. The Bible says that blessed is the one who delights in the law of the Lord and he met, who meditates on it day and night. Okay. So this is not, this has nothing to do with religiosity. It has to do with where is your delight. And this isn't you doing things to get something. You've already been given Jesus Christ. Therefore, we run from that place, right? Okay, Galatians 2.20 says, says, I have been crucified with Christ. 
It is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. The life I now live in the flesh or in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me, right? Um, Galatians 5, I believe it's 24, it says, Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh along with its passions and desires. That's, that's, that's where your life is. Your life is now hidden in Christ, right? Um, verse 24, yeah, it says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. It says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit's Spirit. So this is a big part of our walk, and I hate for this to be such a short um, podcast, but I'm telling you, if you if you are lacking joy in your life, my question is, is have you have you given up your own way? Have you crucified the flesh and along with its passions and desires? Think about what your passions and desires are. I'm just going to give some, some examples of who I used to be at one point. I used to love to play video games. And I know this sounds crazy. And you might be like, wow, there's nothing wrong with that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you, man, I was seeking joy in it. And, and, and I experienced anxiety and depression because there was no joy in it. And there was, there was none of that there. Um, I used to love um, watching football. Um, this is one thing that I got crucified of that. And that was a passion and the desire of the flesh. Did it bring honor and glory to God? You know, in my opinion, no. And and your flesh can get upset and manifest at me all you, all you want, but I'm sorry. This is just uh, from my experience of how I'm able to experience joy. Now, um, I don't 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 mess with those things because they can so easily become idols in our lives, where, where those things are consuming our attention and our devotion and our affection. Where now we are consumed by those things instead of consumed by the all-consuming fire. Jesus Christ. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a fine line. It's a it's it's a blurry line. If we don't get out of it, um, and 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 use our discernment to see the line that is there, um, it's a line that we don't want to cross. And not like I said, this is about relationship, man. And 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 you want joy, you have to pursue God, and you really have to lay it down. Right? The 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 flesh is weak. Yes. But your spirit is willing. You have to understand that your spirit is willing to create healthy relationship, um, healthy relationship with God and with the Holy Spirit. And um, it's willing. It it wants that. Um, and you need that. Uh, you need. You have, we have to. Uh, we have to. We have to create these um, these relational. Um, what would you call it? Like relational, um, I wouldn't say like devotions, but disciplines where, you know, it's like, let's let's think about this in a practical way. You and your boyfriend or you and your girlfriend, you're not just going to, you know, not pursue each other. You're not just going to say, eh, you know, if you're doing it out of duty, that's the difference between love. Like you're doing it, if you're doing it out of, out of a place of to receive something or a place of, of, you know, yes, it is your duty, but if we're not doing it from a place of, of love, like Paul says, we're nothing but a, a clanging symbol, right? We, we have a knowledge that puffs up, that knows nothing, right? Because it's the love that builds up, right? 
we want to build up our relationship with the Lord and not uh, wanting to to puff it up with pride and and seek it and seek him out of out of pride um out of the flesh right there's a there's a fine line between that where we have to understand why why it is that we're doing it and that's a a heart check between um you and the holy spirit for sure and god where you have to ask man why am i doing what what is your what are you what is your motives behind doing what it is that you're doing is it because you love him or is it because you're seeking his hand and not seeking his face right um if you have been crucified with christ your desires and all those things that you think that you want and need they don't exist you what you want and need is jesus christ alone in christ alone right um in him everything is found that you can ever possibly need or desire or want and uh, it really takes a renewing of the mind and an understanding of that hey these things don't give me what it is that i think that they give me all they do is pull me further away from god because because um I'm experiencing all these, um, you know, works of the flesh and, 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 and effects and byproducts of seeking my own, right? Love doesn't seek its own, right? Um, and this, is, this could be a whole topic in itself, but the transformation that I, I'm talking about right here is the crucifixion of the flesh, of him becoming greater and you becoming less, of you dying and him being your life, right? Um, that almost makes me want to find this verse um, that talks about um, our lives. Um, I have to find this real quick. Hold on one second. It is, um, okay. So it's Colossians 3.3, and I'm just adding this one in there because I really want to bring some context to this. It says, um, it says you died, okay? This is you, this is me. Um, it says, you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Okay? That's you. Even, let's look, look up before that. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. It says, you died, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's where your life is now. That's where your life is. And we need an understanding and just a realization of that. That my life, I no longer live for myself. I live... Um, I live for Jesus, and and that's where transformation is going to come when those verses start to form um, realities inside of you, where you see things differently, and you're you're you're, you're you do things differently, and you feel things differently, and um, you start to to recognize what things in your life that are keeping you from um, a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit with God. Um, and, and really look at it. Like, why am I doing this? What is my motive behind this? And really seek it out and sit with the Lord and be like, why, why am I, you know, I don't know what people do nowadays. I know a lot. Well, I mean, I know what a lot of people do. It's a lot of people go out, you know, and go to bars and stuff and whatnot. Um, and, and what's my motive behind doing that? What am I seeking? Why am I going there? What is it that, that's taking and drawing me there. Ask those questions to yourself, um, whatever the case is. And that's just one small, you know, what what do you think about all day long and what's drawing you to that? And really sit with the Lord and ask him and, and ask him to help you direct whatever it is that, that you're directing there to him. And I'm telling you, 
joy will erupt inside of you, unspeakable joy. And I'm telling you, once you find it, there's no going back. There's no going back. And woo, like you will be so comfortable with yourself. You will be free. You will have liberty. Like, I'm telling you, there's nothing like being hidden in Christ with God. Um, there's nothing like relationship with Jesus. There's nothing like him being your one thing. There's nothing like there's nothing like it. Because I'm telling you, all striving falls off. Anxiety, fear, depression breaks off. And you are free. And it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, give up your own way. Let's go back and let's hit, hit these topics. He becomes more. You become greater. Give up your own way. Pick up your cross. It says daily in there too. Follow him. You know, repeat that Galatians 2.20 over and over yourself. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ in me. Repeat that out and let those words hit your heart and hit your spirit. And then remember that those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh along with his passions and desires. Ask the Lord, have I, have I done that? What areas of my life can I do that? I want to surrender my life to you and speak those words to him and, and, and have patience and grace for yourself because he has it for you. He's a loving father. But um, if you desire to be hidden in Christ with God, this is a part of it, the crucifixion of the flesh. So let's pray and then we'll jump out. Lord, reveal to us areas of our lives that we haven't fully committed to and given to you. Lord, I ask that you break those off. I ask that you break them off right now. Right now in Jesus' name. Break them off. Reveal them to us. Reveal us any way where we haven't given up our own way and we haven't denied ourselves to follow you. Show us what we're holding on to, Lord, and may we release it so that you can take hold of it. Take hold of our lives, Lord. Take hold of our minds and our thoughts and our actions. Since we are hidden in Christ with God, may we be may we be producers of His nature and of Your nature, Lord. Lord, You have sent us the Helper. Help us lean on Him for the help to do so. I thank You, Lord. I say these things in Jesus' name. Amen.